Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we choose to highlight and focus on the positive, the goodness and kindness, the people and the organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. So there's a topic out in the world today that revolves around this idea of diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI. It's a term used to describe programs and policies that encourage representation and participation of diverse groups of people. I heard it described this way, diversity is where everyone is invited to the party. Inclusion means that everyone gets to contribute to the playlist. And equity means that everyone has the opportunity to dance. Now, we're not going to have a political or a racial agenda or get into the weeds on this show, but we are going to talk about this idea of everyone being invited to the party. We talk a lot about people using their time, their talents, and the resources to make a difference in the community. And if you agree that it's important that we recognize the gifts and the talents of every individual, then you will love our talking points and our guests today. My first guest today is Carol Stubbe, Executive Director from Portal Inc., a nonprofit whose mission is to enhance opportunities for people with disabilities to participate fully in their community as valued neighbors, productive workers, and respected citizens, to invite them to the dance, if you will. Welcome to the show today, Carol. Thank you, Jill. I'm honored to be here to talk with you and, and everyone else about the mission of Portal, and I want to thank the Ellen Becker Investment Group for having me. I'd also like to give a shout-out to Chuck Zamora, who is on our board of directors and really connected us together, as well as his son, Corey, who we are privileged and proud to serve and support through employment. Absolutely. I know Chuck very well, and he's passionate about Portal, Inc. as well. So he connected us. So yes, yay, Chuck. Shout out to you <laughs> out there, Chuck, if you're listening. Let's launch our interview today with the popular Simon Sinek question uh, that I that I typically ask. Why do you do what you do? And how did you personally get involved in the important work of serving people with disabilities? So growing up, I had many opportunities to know and interact with people with disabilities. Um, one of my neighbors was a young girl at the time named Mary, and she had significant needs. And her mom would often walk her around the block. And I, after we moved in, I, I had the chance to talk with them a number of times on their walk. And what I started to do was to provide family breaks. And um, a lot of times the family would go on week-long vacations, and I would stay with Mary. Mom would take tennis lessons and um, play tennis, and that was her outlet, and I would be there to, to do that. Um, as a couple, her and her husband enjoyed dinners out, and her son was very involved in sports, and those were all things that Mary really didn't enjoy doing. So I was happy to be able to be there for Mary and the family. Some of the things Mary did enjoy was she loved to go grocery shopping with her mom. She liked to ride the golf cart with her dad when he went to play golf. And she loved to sit in the big chair um, and have her brother read to her. 
but my ability to to be able to provide those breaks to the family was was important to them. Mary had the chance to spend time with someone else, but for me, it was truly the defining moments in my career path. I also had the opportunity uh, to know somebody through my church. His name was Rick, and he had a girlfriend named Candy. And one day he approached me and asked me if I could chauffeur him and his girlfriend on dates. Oh. And I tell you what, I was a chauffeur, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, we would go bowling together. We would do movies. We um, participated in picnics, fairs, and sometimes I double-dated with them. But it was an opportunity to be their chauffeur rather than having a parent be able to do that, somebody closer to their age. And it was so much fun. Again, a defining moment for my career path. Mm. You know, and it takes a certain individual to be able to do that. I don't think anybody can step into that uh, role and just take over. So kudos to you. I think, it, again, it takes somebody with a certain talent. The agency started, my understanding, back in 1965. So, uh, But I think today the word portal for most people involves technology of some kind, right? What does the name portal mean to the people that you serve and support today? So... I was lucky in having the opportunity to meet the mom who actually named Portal. She was a founding parent. And initially, the name meant a doorway or an entrance. And in the end, it was, it was really intended to be a special place where individuals, after they graduated from high school, could spend time um, learning work skills, learning home life skills. Today, that special place is the whole community. And Portal represents links to access to the broader community, both to people as well as to different opportunities and businesses to live, work, learn, volunteer, and recreate alongside everyone else. I find it interesting and I love the fact that our name Portal has a completely different meaning than it did originally. Originally, it was that special place and it was a segregated place where people with disabilities went. Today, it is that link to the community where people are able to be where everyone else is at. Hmm. Let's talk about that uh, a little bit deeper. Tell us uh, more about your mission and the value or the importance of, of community. So you mentioned our mission. And Portal Inc., our mission is to enhance opportunities for people with disabilities to participate fully in their community as valued neighbors, productive workers, and respected citizens. So one of the ways that we carry that out is we ask ourselves every day, how do adults live their life, and how do we help the people we serve and support to live that adult life in a way that's meaningful and purposeful to them? And how do we utilize their unique abilities and their talents and their personalities to do that? So one of the ways that we do that is we we work with local businesses because Employment is an adult activity. That's what people do, and that's what adults do. And so we work with the businesses to find meaningful opportunities for people to be employed in those businesses. And right now with the tight market, that's just been good for everyone. We also work with other nonprofit organizations to develop volunteer opportunities for those who are more interested in giving back to the community. We also um, provide opportunities for individuals with disabilities to have interactions and relationships with people that are 
friends, neighbors, people other than just paid service providers. And that kind of goes <clears throat> along with that idea of inviting everybody to the dance, right? I Correct. mean, you've got this community that everybody wants to be a part of and the idea of inclusion and just just having everybody there and recognizing their uniqueness. You know, we're all created and designed in a special way. We recognize that and just having everybody have that opportunity to be a part of it, of the greater community. That's right. We look every day to it, it really looking at the unique individuals and their, their talents and their skills and their personalities and and finding other community members who can embrace that. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's bringing in volunteers who want to help with our projects or musical projects or helping with a rec event, all of those um, all those opportunities for inclusion are important to the people we serve and support. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about what makes you different. There are other organizations that serve people with disabilities. I've interviewed some of them on the show. What would you say makes Portal different? Many of our organizations offer similar services. Um, I think what makes each organization different is their personnel, their staffing, their vision, and their philosophy of practice. At Portal, we really look at our staff not as caregivers or caretakers, but as community builders, Mm. as mentors who facilitate opportunities for people in the community and engaging opportunities with people in the community. At Portal, we also really truly get to know each individual that we serve, and we look at their strengths, the things that they're able to do, and we try to build upon those. We offer opportunities that adults do in the daytime. At Portal, we also believe in teachable moments. Every interaction is important and every opportunity for us to teach and for us to be a mentor and a facilitator with the individuals we serve and support. We like each individual to have informed choices in their day. So we provide them with information, experiences, and opportunities to gain knowledge so that they can make decisions for themselves. We also believe in self-advocacy, and we really want people to be able to speak up for themselves and speak up to us if there's something that they need or want that's different than what we're presenting or or different from what they're doing at that time. Mm. Well, and that's all very, very important. It's it's uh, part of the process. And I think if, if there's organizations out there that it's good that there's a number of organizations out there that are doing different things and that we celebrate your uniqueness and the different things that you do as compared to other organizations. It's interesting to note that there are 61 million adults in the United States living with a disability. And generally speaking, 3 to 4% of the U.S. population has an intellectual developmental disability or an IDD. Portal primarily serves individuals with intellectual developmental disabilities. So stay tuned and we'll dive into that a little more and learn how they do that after we return from the commercial break. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Carol Stubbe, Executive Director from Portal, Inc. So we said before the break that Portal primarily serves individuals with intellectual developmental disabilities, or IDD. Carol, give us an idea of some of the core programs that Portal, Inc. offers. So we have primarily three core programs 
The first one is our largest program, and we serve and support individuals in our customized and supported employment program. That's where we look at the individual's unique talents and gifts and skills and abilities and their interests, and we match those with an employer's needs and interests for employees. Not only is it our largest program, but it's probably the program that is most important to us because it means that people are truly working alongside other people in the community mm-hmm. and that their skills are, are seen um, by customers and by coworkers and that you know they're, they're viewed as individuals that are giving back to their community and doing something that's very important for what our community needs today, especially with the tight market we have. Mm-hmm. With that program, um, our staff provide ongoing support as needed to both the employee and the employer because we want that situation for employment to be successful for both the employee and the employer. Our next program is our adult day program. That program is, again, providing opportunities within the community for people to have meaningful and purposeful activities and relationships. So activities might be everything from exercise to holding a book club at a coffee shop to going grocery shopping so that they can bring home um, something that the family needs when they make dinner that night, volunteering with other nonprofits, Wow, it sounds like you've got a lot of different things that um, people that work with Portal Inc. can get involved in. Um, there's something there for everybody, right? I know Chuck Zamora talks about his son, Corey, and, and the different um, jobs that he has done. I believe he used to work with Goodwill or maybe still does. And um, it just is it, everybody's got a place. Everybody can find a place where they fit. And it's wonderful to know, again, everybody can be invited to the dance and just celebrate the uniqueness of every individual and find a place where they feel comfortable and there's a, a win-win scenario, right? Give it an inside look of what a meaningful day looks like for the people that you serve and support. So let me tell you a little bit about Troy. Troy is a gentleman who's in his mid-30s. Um, he prefers to drink hazelnut coffee, not unflavored instant coffee. He likes to start his day um, at 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. And the reason is because he has a roommate. And he likes to watch morning talk shows, but his roommate likes to watch cartoons. His roommate leaves at 7.30 in the morning, and so it gives Troy an opportunity to watch his morning talk shows before he heads to work at 11 o'clock. He had great relationships with his grandparents and really enjoyed working with his grandpa in the garage, loved to help grandma with watering plants, and enjoyed a lot of their friends as well. So when it came to finding employment for Troy, he really wanted to work with senior citizens. Uh, And so his job today is to serve food trays to seniors, wiping down tables and chairs. He assists with activities, and he delivers and reads cards that they receive in the mail. He also provides water to every person in their rooms as needed. On Saturday mornings, Troy likes to play rummy, with his old friends at the local restaurant. He also likes to attend car shows with a neighbor, and he likes to socialize cats that are up for adoption. He also participates in our recreation program, which is the third core program that we offer, and that's held on evenings and on Saturdays, 
where individuals have the opportunity to participate in activities throughout the community, both within Ozaki County, surrounding counties, including Milwaukee. Everything from sports events to plays and festivals to museums, uh, you name it, there's opportunities for people to do what it is that they're interested in. And he, he participates in that program two or three times a month. Can you imagine if he didn't have that connection? I'm sure you have seen it multiple times where you just see the joy on their faces when they're involved in something that that they really like. You mentioned Troy having a wonderful relationship with his grandparents. And so not surprisingly, he turns around and he wants to volunteer or offer his time or his services to someone who works with senior citizens. And so, again, everybody has a place. It's just letting them know that they can be invited to the dance and they can they can work their magic too with whoever, whatever it is they, they want to do and what they're passionate about. There's a lot of things that we can talk about uh, as far as services. You kind of did a broad overview of, of what some of those things are. What do you want our listeners to know or to consider as possible action steps for assisting with Portal's needs and the people that you serve and support? I think it's important that we dive into that a little bit further. Sure. We're always looking for volunteers, volunteers who want to utilize their own skills and abilities to uh, to be with the individuals that we serve and support, whether it's leading a drumming circle, whether it's playing music, uh, teaching a cooking class, playing cards, um, directing a one-act play, being a visiting artist, or helping out with our sensory garden. All those things become very important to the individuals we serve and support, and we're always looking for volunteers. In addition, this is a tight market, and we're always looking for good employees. We have a variety of opportunities, some where individuals um, were looking for people with experience or in education, in human services, social work, teaching, occupational therapy. But we also have jobs that are very important and work directly with our participants where we will do the training. And there we're looking for people that are kind, respectful, who like to teach people new things, and who really like to see people be successful and encourage them to have the best day that they can have and to be the best that they can be. And so maybe you're retired. Maybe you're an individual that's retired, or maybe you're a retired teacher, or maybe you just want to give back in some way. You know, if you reach out to Portal Inc., and you guys are out in Grafton, we are located in Grafton, but okay. we serve all of Ozaukee County and neighboring counties as well. Okay, so that's important to know. So if you feel a tug at your heart that you, you want to work with um, the disability population or you want to serve in, in some way, you don't have to have any, any specific uh, training to come in because you said you would train the people for mm-hmm. whatever it is they want to get involved in, or perhaps you have a child or a friend who would stand to benefit from the services that Portal Inc. offers. So it's it's important that people understand all the ways that you're making a difference. What would you say, Carol, is your, your greatest need at this point? We're really looking for employees. We want to continue to grow, and there's lots of people that want to be served, and, and we have programs that people want, and so we have a referral list. But in order for us to meet the needs of those individuals, we need staff. And this is a very people-oriented line of work, and um, good people is who we need, and that's who we're looking for. 
And we're also looking for those volunteers who have a big heart and want to give, give something back. Okay. Well, the next question is contact information. If someone's out there listening and they want to get involved in some way, what's the best way for them to do that? First of all, I'd really encourage you to get to know Portal by following us on Facebook. But then you can also look us up um, through our website, which is portalinc.org. And that's .org because we are a nonprofit organization. Wonderful. Well, Carol, thank you for participating in the interview today and sharing with us all the ways Portal Inc. is making a difference. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jill. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Collaborative efforts or partnerships, uh, Carol talked a little bit about this, that, you know, they're so key in developing a robust service offering. And we like to highlight nonprofits who are working together for this common good and maximum impact. So stay tuned. You're going to hear about another organization that Portal works with to advance their mission. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. We like to hear and understand how nonprofits are working together in a collaborative fashion to further or advance their mission and create maximum impact. I say all the time uh, that we we want to inform, we want to inspire, and we want, also want to impact our listeners. My next guest is David Wiley, Director of Executive Leadership at the Student Union. The Student Union, or TSU, is located in Ozaukee County, and they provide opportunities for students, families, and community members to make a bold impact through various local service projects, including those from Portal, Inc. Welcome to the show today, David. Thanks, Jill. Uh, I'm really glad to be able to share about the Student Union and just appreciate this opportunity that Ellen Becker has made possible. Absolutely. Well, we're glad you're here. Uh, why don't you start by sharing a little bit about yourself? What's your background and why do you do what you do? Well, my background, uh, if you go back roughly 20 years, I started as a public school teacher in Milwaukee. And at that time, I was young and, and I had always believed in, of course, helping other people, uh, caring about your neighbor uh, just as much as yourself and, 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 and doing good. But the teaching career actually kind of came a little bit out of left field for me. Um, but I found myself as a middle school teacher. And I was at a wonderful school where if you looked across the classroom, you'd see you know, five, six different ethnic groups of students um, and, and just all together um, in a real positive environment for the most part. Uh, you always have your rough days in the classroom. No, uh, really? <laughs> in a school education environment? Really? <laughs> well, and in fact, that let me let me build on to that. The, so, so rough days, are, you know, as a beginning teacher, um, I, you know, your energy is just leaving your body by the second as you continually just kind of uh, deal with things and connect into situations and people. And, you, and, you know, I find myself exhausted and, and just thinking to myself, too, like what a what a challenging place I found myself in uh, being this middle school teacher. And uh, that kind of goes into like my motivations for being here today, if you if you make the connection here. But I, I was always under the impression that, hey, I should do some good for people or I should work for a meaningful impact in other people's lives. Uh, but I think somewhere in my heart, I still felt like that could make it that my life should feel comfortable while I did that. Um, I felt like, hey, if I'm 
balancing my resources and my time and my sleep and my my all the things that make me happy about me and then I go to give some extra to somebody I should feel good about that and that's what I think my my notion of helping others was all about um, but it was day after day uh, year after year as a beginning teacher um, that I started realizing maybe there's a, a better heart condition uh, than, than just finding a way to give when you're comfortable giving and so I remember a, a situation. I had a student, and this was a, a sixth-grade classroom. And this kid, he gave us some trouble from time to time. And I think he did. <laughs> as children yeah, can do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you as a teacher, you have that one-hour break each day. You know, like you need that break, right? Um, so, But sure enough, I think I'd grown to a certain point, and I just realized, you know, like to truly give more than I think I'm capable of giving would be a good step for me. And I remember – uh, he had broke the desk, I believe he sat at it, and the leg was laying on the ground and, and whatnot. And the next day I thought, you know what would be a really good example for this student? What if I took my time over my break, pulled the student in here, handed him a drill, and said, you know what, let's let's fix this leg on the desk. And I and I did that and, um, and made him do that, and that, of course, kind of teaches him to take responsibility mm-hmm. for his actions. But, it just, it, but it, I remember thinking to myself, I've been so guarded – about how much of myself I've been giving away. I've been so like conscientious of how drained I am from all this stuff that I that I keep trying to like protect my own resources. Um, what would it feel like if I just gave away even more? Like mm-hmm. really thought of someone else more than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, working with students kind of taught me that early on. And then throughout the years, um, I, I you know I became a dad. I have five kids right now. Our oldest is off to college. Our youngest is 10 we had three boys and then two girls and yeah that meant a whole decade of you know being having newborns and crying and diapers and stuff like that so we're past that moment uh, uh the the kids are, are doing wonderful to to kind of be all in sports in the same season right now even though we said hey there's probably not family dinner until the holidays <laughs> start and the fall sports are over um but uh, the blessing of being a dad of course as every parent knows is you're also going into a whole nother level of sacrificing uh, to love someone. And if you've ever wanted to, to you know, use the word love when you, when you want to talk about caring for your neighbor or your community or volunteering or the place where you worship, uh, love is that motivator. And so if love is, is, is about being comfortable, um, if love is only giving out a, a little bit of your extra time, um, then you might not be at that, that level that I learned to be at, which was sacrificing. And so having worked with uh, students, having been a parent, I also uh, was drawn to this opportunity at the Student Union uh, to work with students again. And so I started doing that uh, just over a year ago when there was a leadership transition at the Student Union. Um, and I, I kind of offered myself as saying, hey, maybe I can go in there and, and see if I can't make some progress with the organization. Hmm. I think what you said is so cool and so spot on about volunteering. And those of us that have volunteered, we know that, you know, our heart is in the right place. We want to go out and make a difference, or we want to make sure that we're making a difference in somebody else's life. But so often we are so blessed by that service work. 
but you talk about this idea of going beyond your place of comfort, mm-hmm. and that's an interesting perspective. I think that's that's um, something worth thinking about. You know, yeah, I can give an hour to because it fits into my schedule is one thing, but I'm going to rearrange my day so that I have more time to give. And you think it's a sacrifice, but ultimately it's a blessing, right? It comes back as a blessing. Tell us how TSU came into existence in the first place. Over 12 years ago, uh, we had a program in, a, in our church that was devoted to helping students with their studies after school. Here's a subject you're struggling with. Let's see if we couldn't get uh, an adult next to you to help you figure out your biology, help you figure out your algebra, help you with your chemistry. Um, that became manned by volunteers, um, and that became popular. Uh, we, we started inviting the community to that. Uh, the students who could receive free help were ready to sign up, and it was just a matter of what volunteers could we get to help them with their with their with their schoolwork. Um, and pretty soon, that was just a room that was filled every day, smelled like pizza and kids and backpacks. <laughs> And and the idea became what what could we do to bring this out off the church grounds into the community and and just make this a service to those around us. In the fall of 2017, we had just finished remodeling a, a space on the main street in Cedarburg, uh, where that could house the the mentoring program that we call Acacia. Um, in addition, we put in enough to make a small cafe, a coffee shop, if you will, for students to come in, hang out, have safe space, and uh, just be in a great environment. And so those three, four years ago ha- have developed and. Uh, if you remember uh, all those challenges of last year and a half, the programming for students had just dropped out. So as we came into existence, we quickly found that, you know, what, what's, what need are we meeting right now and what, how are we going to really engage with the students to best serve them? Um, and so with our doors being shut last summer, uh, we decided the best thing to do is just open them morning and afternoon uh, as a cafe in order to allow everyone to come in and, and enjoy, enjoy learning about our vision so that they can all be a part of what we're doing. So our vision is empowering the next generation to boldly impact the community. Um, and so we look at that as students who we can empower in different ways, ways that they're not always getting. Um, if they're stars on their sports team or if they're really into academics, what about them is touching their heart? You know, what, what ways are, are there some students being left behind by the main highways uh, that our culture breeds for us, at least success in, in our area? And so we want to touch on those and we want to give them opportunities uh, to grow as a person in, in probably those ways that touch the soul um, and and in their humanity, you know, connect us with one another. Hmm. That's awesome, you know, to know that that's out there. You know, there might be other counties that want to replicate that program. You know, I think when people think of Ozaki County, I can't imagine they would think of that community needing a nonprofit to work with the students. But, you know, I think it's so much more than that, right? How would how would you respond to that perspective? Well, it's 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 very much what we see. You have a success culture. We have an achievement culture. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on the students to you know get those straight A's and make a, a big impact uh, in life. And and if they f- continue that mindset, um, they might go to a great college. They might get a great career and start earning lots of money. And then when do they stop to think about others? I mean, like what point in their life do they say, you know what, I'm not the center of everything? Right. So back to where I was when I felt like being good was. A, a important part of life, but I hadn't really learned to love in a sacrificial way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if we, we impact those students' lives sooner? 
Uh, what if we don't let them just take that success route, give of their extra? Um, what if we give them an opportunity right now to be touched and touch others' lives? Mm. Love that. You know, when people ask about being a guest on our show, I explain that we pair two organizations together that complement each other in some way. You know, we want two organizations that have a certain synergy. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, but uh, we're asking you to stay tuned because when we return, we're going to talk about how Portal Inc., who was our first guest today, and other nonprofits work with and complement TSU. So don't go away, and we will be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And I'm talking in this last segment with David Wiley, who heads up executive leadership at the Student Union out in Ozaki County. And actually, Carol Stubbe from Portal Inc. is is hanging around, too. She may have some, some thoughts in our closing segment here. We understand how important it is for nonprofits to collaborate with other nonprofits for maximum impact and effectiveness. So tell us, how is TSU collaborating with Portal Inc.? Well, I was kind of mentioning how last summer we kind of opened our doors to just become a public cafe because the programming was all shut down. And so as a result of that, uh, we were just seeing people come in, discover a little bit of who we were um, in in a way that they hadn't in the past. Um, And and we try to have an invitational culture there. Uh, We try to have people, as they enjoy their their coffee and, and, and whatever menu products on, look at our wall and see, oh, there's a vision that I can be a part of. I can be a part of of helping the next generation impact the community just by being a cafe customer. Um, and then our baristas and, and the staff that does work there, um, they're always telling people about the greater purpose of who we are. And so as we've been welcoming people into our cafe, as we've been creating a space, and we have this lovely 3,000-square-foot space uh, where people can spread out and they can study and they can relax and they can hang out and learn about our programming, uh, we found that uh, programs like Carol's at Portal um, and other groups were coming in. The persons with disabilities were enjoying our space and, and just really, I guess they were a little surprised to find a place that was so welcoming and friendly for them. Um, and, and that's something I've kind of learned working with Portal was you probably don't experience that everywhere um, because we're so happy to have them and, and, and have them in our place. And so I know in the past, even prior to the pandemic, uh, we've also worked with Portal a little bit. And, and I think Carol has a story that she can share. Yeah, so I remember a couple years ago, we um, did a holiday bake sale, and it was part of our annual sale that we we did in Cedarburg, which included art and and holiday cookies. And um, many of the students from TSU came over and and helped. um, They baked cookies, and then they helped with packaging. And it was just really fun to see, you know, these these young teenagers um, enjoying their time and right along with really an intergenerational group because we had parents that were there and we had participants that were there and staff, and it was really a lot of fun. I also know that we are really looking forward to opportunities to play ping pong, um, to do some shared art projects, and also some shared volunteer opportunities in, in the future. Hmm. You think about those friendships that are created and will last a lifetime. You know, it's a really a great lesson for 
people to work with others that are unlike themselves, right? Again, I think that goes back to your, your statement earlier, David, about stepping outside of your comfort zone and, you know, doing things that maybe aren't initially in your wheelhouse, but also working with people that you might think you would never work with or hadn't worked with before. That's what, yeah, that was what makes us so excited uh, to talk to Portal and some some of the other groups um, like Portal uh, with those, those participants is, is the fact that uh, as much as we want to empower uh, the people who are coming through our place to volunteer, to care about the community, one thing we want to steer away from is that maybe that, that mentality that I expressed earlier. What's What was comfortable for me to do out of my extra time? What, what box do I need to check for my service hours if I'm a high school student? Uh, what I don't want to do is have people have like this drive-through volunteer experience where they, they go in their car, they get somewhere, they, they put the donation bin down, they drive back home and they think, oh, I'm, I'm an amazing person. The way that I think we move past that is to look into the face of someone who might need us, um, have that person look at into our face, and then and just kind of realize each of us has a dignity, each of us has a value. You know, we don't have to say, I'm doing this for someone lesser. You know, like I'm getting the benefit uh, of having someone need me or care about me, but I'm not, I'm not doing that in a way that makes me better than anybody. Um, you know, the people that we want, we want to reach out and touch are people that we want to care about them as, as if we were caring for ourselves. Um, and so if you go back to my lessons as a, learning about other people as a teacher, uh, you know, the vast amount of things that you can experience when you're with people that aren't like you. Um, and then you start caring for them and you start caring for them the way you'd care for yourself. And you, you, you don't see uh, people as unequal anymore. You see them as, as, as someone who you'd even care about uh, as a parent. You'd care more about your child than yourself. Um, and so what can I do if someone's coming through the door of the student union uh, to get them to have that kind of a heart? I mean, I want to put them next to someone who they can have a relationship with. I want to be able to put them into a, a repetitive situation that gives them a transformative relationship where they can they can see that I'm going to get something from this relationship and give something from this relationship, and it's going to be mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not just mm-hmm. going through this 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 drive-through experience where I drop off the extra out of my life and say, "Oh, I hope that does something for somebody." And so, as we've disc- you know talked about future plans with Portal, as we've done things in the past with them. Um, I'm really excited for how these opportunities are actually coming through our doors uh, to present themselves in terms of of strategic planning, Um, because I can't think of a better way to have students from our area, and that is, you know, this Ozaki County kind of culture of achievement, if you will. Uh, How do I get these students to feel like, um, you know, their heart is going to grow into a sacrificial way um, if it isn't for seeing uh, the heart of somebody else sitting right across from them? Mm. So many great life lessons there from from David Wiley. Good things to think about. That's probably why TSU is so unique, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Um, we actually think of our organization kind of as a platform. We've we've had this vision statement. We're empowering the next generation. We're talking middle school, high school, college students. We want them to have this heart for their community to to be involved in others' lives. Um, and what makes us unique is that we encourage if you walked through the door thirty seconds ago to look up at that vision statement and say, "How can I be a part of that?" Um, we don't need to, to necessarily take all of our staff and come up with program after program after program. 
What would a volunteer want to do? How can I connect an organization to someone uh, that we know that would lo- like to volunteer? And so there's a number of things that we do that just kind of draws people in through our doors. And then we just message to them. We message to them, hey, there's a need at Portal. There's a need at Habitat for Humanity. There's a need for um, people to make relationships in the city uh, to, to work with those in poverty. Um, and so as we reach out and, and just branch into these different nonprofits, um, we're looking at alignment for all kinds of people. We're going back to the, what you started the program out, diversity, inclusion, equity. Uh, what can we do to get out of our bubble? Uh, what can we do to get out of the idea that um, we're doing something comfortable for us with people who look like us? We want to have a compassion for all different types of people. And we want to be a platform for that so that we're really just con- making these connections with people. Um, and it's not because we have this unique programming, um, but because we're inspiring people and we're letting people utilize our facility and our administrative help um, in order to accomplish some of those things. So a student comes to you and they say that they want to volunteer in some way. You kind of assess their strengths, you know, figure out what it is they want to do, and then you align them with an opportunity, mm-hmm. correct? Do you have any examples of, you know, what students have experienced mm-hmm. when they volunteer with TSU? Well, sure. Let me just tell you the story. We have a student named Lily, and she had been a part of our Acacia program, which we kind of described, and she she had the benefit of having a mentor help her with her academic support. Um, and one of the things that we messaged kind of in that relationship is that, you know, someone's giving up their time right now to help you, <laughs> you know, so the students and the families understand, hey, you know, as someone's valuing you and, and, and pouring into your life, I we hope this inspires you to do that for someone else. And so as her story continues with the being involved in our programming, uh, we had uh, just actually this last Saturday, we went to pack uh, bags of food at the Just One More Food Bank. And Lily came down to be a part of that. And of course, you know, it's rewarding enough to, to pack food bags. Uh, but she also came down to share with the other students who had come down there a little bit about her future plans. And she had just graduated high school. And she had shared that she really felt like um, many kids, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get, you know, start studying this and that. Um, but then God just kind of got a hold of her heart and she felt called to do something different. Uh, she's going off to train uh, with Youth with a Mission. And from there, she's going to probably be um, in different places internationally to help with uh, victims of trafficking and other humanitarian efforts. And so, you know, I look at Lily as being like, hey, we were a part of her growth process. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's willing to, to be a part of what we're doing, to share with other students. Uh, she's, re- she's receiving, but she's also giving. Um, and she's uh, out there with an opportunity to make whatever future she wants possible. And she's choosing to make her life accessible to them and to do whatever she can for them. Look at what someone is willing to pour into you mm-hmm. and how they want to help you. And then think about ways that you can then turn that around and do the same for someone somewhere. If someone is out there who wants to get more involved, um, or maybe they have a student that they would like to send your way, what's the best way for people to, to get in touch with the student union? The best way to get in touch with the student union is to visit our website, thestudentu.org. And what I would encourage people to do is think about the the big, big picture. 
Um, whether it's not just for Ozaki County. Like we care about Milwaukee County. We care about the, the people who, who need us the most. And what I value is what resources are surrounding Milwaukee that need to care about Milwaukee. And where does all that more come from? It comes from people. It comes from people that I'm hopefully inspiring when they walk through the doors of the student union. Um, but we're going to give kids an opportunity to grow and grow and grow uh, until hopefully their heart is so full of love that they want to sacrificially live and resource uh, the community needs throughout the rest of their lives. <laughs> that is the takeaway if you're listening. Um, mm. You know, we're still relatively new. Uh, we'd love for people to understand the vision that we have, uh, send students uh, to our doors, but families love the, the ideas of, of being involved in the future and having people included in all of our events. And you had mentioned before how everyone, everybody gets invited to the party. Well, that is exactly what we're doing. Uh, we have a swing dance lesson night and Portal's invited. Um, their participants are going to love it. Uh, our volunteers are going to love it. Um, the people teaching, the, the people showing up, uh, all together, uh, valuing that relationship, caring for each other, having lots of fun. Um, and it's just a great way for us to just integrate with one another. Well, and also let people know where your cafe is. Uh, we're right on Main Street in Cedarburg, right next to the Cultural Center. I want to thank my guests today, Carol Stubbe, Executive Director from Portal, Inc., and David Wiley from the Student Union out in Ozaki County. I just want to thank you both for for what you do, how you are making an impact in the community, and how you're setting an example for younger kids. So thank you for participating today. Thanks for having me, Jill. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a wonderful place. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows or you can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from the information we shared today, please let them know that they can listen to this podcast and they can learn about two great organizations that are making a difference in our community and who are finding a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a great day.